0: Welcome to the Ready, Set! CEO Podcast. I'm Melissa Froelich, and I'm deeply passionate about helping women create aligned and sustainable businesses. I'm so glad you're here because that means you are ready to start embracing your leadership role as the CEO of your business. Sustainable business growth starts inside ourselves. Stepping into our CEO role allows us to create strategy that is in alignment for us and our own individual and unique businesses. And when it happens, things finally start to feel right. So let's get started. Today, it is my pleasure to bring one of my dearest friends and strategic partners onto the podcast. Natalie Gingrich is an amazing, incredible motivational human that I am so, so honored to have in my life. I want to share a little bit about Natalie for those of you that don't know her. And if you don't know her, please go and follow her on social media. Listen to her podcast. She is a wealth of wisdom. Natalie is the founder of the Ops Authority, where she certifies and mentors women who leverage their natural skill set of operations and administration. She's driven to help women earn an income with ease while doing what comes most naturally to them. She spent 15 years in corporate operations and leadership. Her entire professional life has been built around human resources, project management, process development, and people leadership. Natalie ended her corporate career as a chief of staff for a Fortune 150 CEO. With legacy being her driver and her kids getting older, Natalie left corporate America in search of balance. She matched her drive, leadership, and operational skills to create her own business. In her first three years of business, Natalie scaled dozens of online and small businesses to seven and eight figures, worked alongside industry icons, and developed diverse teams. She merged her corporate career with her entrepreneurial learnings to create the Director of Operations Certification Program, the only strategic operations certification for leaders. She continuously pours into operations experts on her weekly podcast, The Ops Authority. All right, ladies, I am so, so happy today to have my dear friend and somebody I consider a strategic partner in this entrepreneurial world and just somebody who who gets it. And I can go to no matter what the question, what the topic, and there's not going to be a need for a whole bunch of background. Like when you find your people... And you just feel so blessed. Like this is how I felt since the first day that I got to virtually meet Natalie. And I cannot believe we still have not met in person, by the way. But with that, I am so grateful to have Natalie Gingrich here today to talk about stepping into your CEO role, but from a place of embracing, or maybe it's finally identifying your core values and how important that piece is. and we're both really passionate about helping women become more empowered and building businesses of their dreams. And this is something I think that we would both agree that has to happen to some degree in almost every person that comes across the other side of our screen. So hopefully you'll take away something from today's session that's like, okay, I can go make this happen or it's not too late for me. And in fact, the timing has never been more perfect. So with that, Natalie, thank you so much for being here. Will you just share very briefly for the ladies who maybe aren't familiar with you yet who you are and what you do?
1: Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's always a gift to spend time with you, whether it's across from a screen on our (laughs) boxers, whatever way, because like you said, there is just some really great chemistry and a really solid friendship that, you know, some people may look at and say, oh, my goodness, are you guys competitors? But we are just through and through such good friends and good peers in this space. And as I navigated kind of that corporate career and the friendships I made there into, you know, owning my own business and where we are today. That was one thing that I was really scared about, that I wouldn't be able to replicate that like I had from being in a brick and mortar in a corporate building. And so thank you for being all the things. And I would totally agree that a strategic partner is one of the the strongest ways that I could summarize our, our friendship. So I'm excited to be here. And for those of you guys who don't know me, I own the Ops Authority. And we certified directors of operations. So women who are stepping into their next best self and also leveraging their gifts and skills of operations, which can sometimes be an unsexy title, but we end up running the backside of of big businesses out there. And um, I was in the market for a long time doing this myself. And when I became over-referred, I didn't have enough capacity. So we created a certification And our company has transitioned from a done-for-you service into an education company. We've certified over 400, actually, I think we're getting close to 450 women at this point. And a great part of our success is doing the work that Melissa and I are going to talk about today with values.
0: And- I'm just going to say this because this is really, really important to me. When Natalie says she has a certification program, I want to say as a trained educator myself, like I have a background in pedagogy. Natalie's program is not some trendy certification program. It is the real deal. And the entire team that supports the process is second to none. Absolutely incredible. I have the privilege of being part of the Ops Inner Circle, which is the opportunity that you get on the backside of the certification to join continuing mentorship and sisterhood. And I get to see the results of the certification program. I've also seen what goes into the certification program. So I want to say that because there are not many people that I would stand up in a room and say, this is the real deal. And this will actually teach you the concepts, the actual strategy. It's not a fluffy program. So anyway, I know that wasn't planned. And Natalie's probably like, oh my goodness, but I I really want to say that this is different than every other certification that has suddenly popped up in the last two years. Like this has been around for a long time and this is, this is the place you want to go. So with that, <laughs> I would just love to start by talking like we are right now. Literally, we both have a coffee and and something that we're sipping on about the importance of embracing some of these foundational elements so that you can embrace that CEO role, so that you can really build a business that works for you and that makes sense for you. So all of you that are support professionals, operators, we're talking about you today. We're not talking about the clients that you support. We love that and we want you to deliver incredible premium service. But this is for you today to say, how are you showing up in your business? And how aligned are you with some of these foundational elements? And this is kind of the not sexy part, if we're going to use those terms, but it's freaking important. And I will be the first one. I'll go first to say, I did not prioritize this in the early stages of my business. I had all types of things coming up in terms of I'm not ready yet. I don't have enough experience. That's for people making more money than me, having bigger organizations. That's for corporate. Who am I to even little old me to have core values defined? So let's start there, Nat. Like, How do you start to really break it down in terms of not only the importance, but the importance right now for people?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think if we could all turn back time we would know that this work is really important and for whatever reason we never we we don't value it we we value it too late and we we start it becomes a bigger deal once we get to the point of being in really unsafe unwell relationships whether it's personal or professional like we'll keep this conversation today in you know the vein of of a professional career, but you can take everything that we're saying and apply it to a personal to your personal life as well. But I think that the importance of mission, vision, and values does not come up until later on in our careers, and I would do anything to rewire that for us. I also think that females are now this can be kind of a hot topic or a hot button situation or, or issue sometimes. But I really think that females don't do this work even more so because we are so used to serving, 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 and we acquiesce or we will just, we will take on the energy, the, the needs of other people. And we are wired with the gift of being able to serve. And that's why you see a lot of female-based service professionals or service providers. And we will do, you know, we can do a lot of things. We are really, a lot of us are very, very gifted. A lot of us are ambitious and driven. And so we will figure it out, quote unquote. And when we do that, some of that may be honoring your true self, but a lot of that is is extra effort and it creates a lot of resistance, but we do it time and time again. Whereas the, you know, the opposite of that is ease. And this is what I also, this is one of my strongest messages to people, women, people in general, but women, we are longing for time, freedom, for ease, and for fulfillment to do to doing work that actually feels good and allows us to be all of the roles that we are as women, moms, daughters, friends, neighbors, wives, let's not forget that parents, you know, all of that. But we want to be able to do all of those pretty darn well. And when we get out of balance, it's because we're in those unwell relationships if we knew how to pick those relationships, if we knew how to pick and build the foundation of our business, if we, a lot of the answers for the things that you struggle with are found in getting clarity in what your value, what your core true values are, and not just doing what other people need you to do. We all know that all, I mean, I think everyone that's listening today can quote unquote, get it done we'll figure out a way to get it done. And there have been times in, and probably a one strong decade, I say strong, long and hard, but actually weak decade where I strived. And that word strive to me feels heavy. It feels laborious. It feels like I still got accolades along the way. Heck, I got promotions, more money, more, you know, title, all of those things that, don't truly drive me i was receiving they don't they never hurt and i'm not going to say i ever turned one down but they were coming with it because of the result of me striving and so there was another mixed message to me like do i keep striving or or but none of the work was really centered and i darn sure wasn't working with people i actually liked working with or with people who aligned with with my next best self and so i think from a growth perspective really looking at who you want to be, who you aspire or desire to be down the road helps you to get that clarity in what you need to be doing now. So there's a combination of both values and vision work that come together to help us be strong, strong in who you are. I don't care in what that deliverable or outcome is, it's it's for you and it should only be for you. But the ultimate win here is that when you take the time to prioritize this work, you build something that actually matters to you. You build it in a way that will serve you so that we get to that place of ease and fulfillment, which we're all striving for.
0: So as I'm listening to this, I'm putting myself in the shoes of when I first started. And some of the things that would be coming up for me are, what if I get this wrong? What if I don't know? Right. So let's talk about that, especially for, I I look at the Enneagram, the type ones out there, the perfectionists. And I think everybody who is a high achiever has some degree of perfectionist tendencies so that, okay, but i don't want to get this wrong or i don't want to waste time if this is going to shift or change so how do we start to kind of chip away at that
1: so when you sit down to to do values i find that in your first iteration or the first time or as you're getting comfortable with this work you're going to put some values come down to adjectives right and so the the most common adjectives or values that i hear are honesty integrity loyalty trustworthiness like i'll hear those things and i too was in that same place But with time, and it is time, it's time and experience to answer your question. It's really time and experience. You start with what you know, and then you use experience and and emotions to help you refine this as you go. And I have an example to me when I began, I mean, I left corporate and, and honestly, Melissa, where all of this work, I didn't do this. I didn't have this. When I was in corporate, this knowledge, this wisdom that I feel so empowered, the message that I'm able to share and communicate today, I didn't have this in corporate. It's when I made that hard jump, that that scary leap from corporate to doing what I am today, where I experienced my very first career. I did not know what I was going to do. I knew I couldn't Mm -hmm. continue in that path because I did have this vision of legacy that was driving me. So it was the word legacy that actually gave me comfort in the jump. But I also knew I was going to do something. Like, what was I going to do professionally? It wasn't going to be in the same container. Now, this is eight years ago. And I've I've learned a whole lot, that I had no clue back then that this whole service provider space was available to me. I knew I had a lot of good, great, great gifts, skills, experiences, but I had no idea what I was going to do. I, I really, at this point, was looking for another place to do work or to to start my own thing. And so this is when I started being open to pretty much career coaching. It wasn't called that at the time, but I entered into a relationship with a coach and we were trying to figure out how to package all of this up. And she had me do like what I would call today, vision work, like where, what my dream self was, what my dream schedule was. And some of these exercises felt so hokey. They felt so like, I just, I need to know what to do today. I need to know what to do today. Why are we worrying about the future? Like, what is Natalie, you know, 3.0 going to look like? Quit talking about Natalie 10.0. Like, I got to make money. I need to do these things. Like, that felt so superfluous. But knowing what I know now, so which is very similar to people who have never done this work. I was like, I need now, I need this. I don't want to take a pause and think about that. Prioritizing it. It took a coach for me to actually prioritize this work through doing that. I came up with my first set of, of values. And in that set, that first set of values was the word candor. I was thinking about the things in my corporate career, things about my personal life, because values in a small business, specifically in a service providing business, it's it comes down to your values. It's not like the company's values. These are, these are built off of you. If you're the primary doer and visionary in that business, don't worry about having two different sets of values. This comes down to likely yours. And so for me at that point, I had a couple of them, but one of them was candor. And I've been very aligned with it, that it was, it was really like the, the breaking point for my professional career where people loved me or they, or they did not. Right. It was like, oh, she's super candid. If you're going to go to a meeting with me, I'm very emotional. I can be very connected to you, but I'm also going to I feel responsible for sharing the truth as it, as I see it through my own self. So I came up with this value of candor, something that that I am I am unique for, I stand for in all situations. Okay, so candor. Now I debated because I, oh, should I include it? Should I not include it? This is where the perfectionism comes in. Oh my goodness! Like I don't want people to look at that and to think this because when you think of candor, you think of real at, at least. In my experience or what I have been told, ooh, you're candid, which which is mm-hmm. like translated to, ooh, girl, you're a sassy. Ooh, <laughs> you say it like it is. And I'm like, that's not it. Like, that doesn't, that is not me. I do say it like it is, but not with that sass. And so my first iteration was candor, and I kind of hid behind it because I didn't want people to judge that word. And here's where the perfectionism comes in. Was I being too critical? Was it truly the way I wanted people to see me? Was it a risk for people to to see that and insert their own feelings? Now, this is all around one silly word, but think about all the mindset stuff that I just shared in a flip of a minute, which really, it, it slowed me down because I had all these hesitations. Now, as time played out, and you know more experiences rolled in and i was looking at things through the lens of how candor shows up for me that word candor that value of candor has been through the experiences has been better defined as candor with kindness which to me feels way more descriptive of who i am and how i show up and what i stand for than just the word of being like bold and candid or anything like that which so the perfectionism is it's so common. And in our certification, one of the very first exercises they do is mission, vision, and values. And I have to encourage these women, just start writing something down, just like I did with candor, start writing something down. And as you get more experiences, you will be able to define, refine, or course correct. If you happen to bring in something that's not right, but that's life, right? Like we are going to iterate for life. And so putting something down on the paper will get you started. If you don't, you're, you're going to have to wait and you will wait for those unfortunate situations and experiences to then be able to come back and say, oh, I stand for that, which now you've lost time. So I'd love to kind of dive into the, once you do this work and come up with those values, you're so much more equipped to say yes and to say no to yourself, to other relationships, to clients, to work. It's like you give yourself bumpers, like in a bowling alley, you give yourself those bumpers to say yes to it or to say no to it. But if you never define them, there's no bumpers on in, on the gutters in that bowling alley. They're just wide open. So you leave yourself in a situation where you will say yes to things that you shouldn't say yes to. And so they end up serving as strong boundaries over time. And if you don't do the work so that you can communicate them, you will find yourself in a place where you take on other things, where you work with people who are not ideal, where you perform services that you don't, you aren't really strong in or connected to. And those always end in a poor experience for you. Maybe you get into unsafe, unwell places, and then you're like, I will never work with this kind of person again, or I will never offer project management again, or I will never insert whatever, right? I will never do done for use, whatever, but it's those poor. So if you want to get ahead of those, if you want to do this with ease, you have to do what Melissa and I didn't do and start with the foundation, a super strong foundation for yourself. Don't think about this as a foundation for your business. Think about it as a foundation for you because you are the
0: business. I love that so much. So two things, think about this as a foundation for you. I think that that is the message. If you're taking notes write that down, because that is one of the big sticking points that I experience when we start talking about this work, it's like, well, but what does this look like for me and the business versus my family? And like it, then it's that stuck in the overwhelmed soup, right? So what does this look like for you? And you start with what you know, you do. I mean, Freedom. That was one of mine, right? Mm -hmm. Just like you mentioned, like that's something that especially women, we all want some version of that. Well, that means a whole lot of things to me, but I at least started with that. And then as my core values and my mission and vision for the business evolved, I was able to say, okay, really what's important for me in the business is freedom to find your own version of success. For me, that's the work that I want to do for my clients. I want to work with people who want that like on and on and on. But it didn't start with that clarity around that word, right? Or how that's going to tie into my team or all the things like it started with, well, freedom is really freaking important to me. I'm going to put that as number one. As I look at my core values, every single one of them has Evolved to have more depth, just like the the story that you just shared with us about candor, right? And I was really hoping you were going to share that, like that was in my notes, be like, please share that because the first time I heard that, it was very relatable. I'm like, oh, thank God she didn't get it right out of the gate. Of course, you wouldn't, right? Of course, it wouldn't be 100%. But we put these really ridiculous expectations on ourselves and assume that we're the only ones who don't have all the answers or don't get it 100% right from the first step. And like, that's silly when we just really step back and talk about it. And I think that's one thing that Natalie and I are both really passionate about. And probably one of the reasons we have that chemistry is because we never claim to have it all figured out. And we're really good about sharing our own struggles and experiences in the hopes of empowering other people to realize you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And actually, in fact, you're really kind of ahead of the game if you really were able to see all the parts and pieces. Okay. So starting with something, starting with what we know, and then let's talk a little bit more about the awareness piece of these not so great experiences, because I think that that's really important because you're going to have those. You're going to have the client that makes you want to light your hair on fire. You're going to get it wrong when you hire a team member at some point, you're going to invest in something that was out of alignment for you. But how do we take those experiences and come back to our core values to then enhance what we're doing moving forward? It's
1: the clarity. It's
0: really trusting
1: yourself, trusting in yourself that when you know what you stand for, it is so much easier to take a step forward. A visual just came up in my mind of like walking through a shallow river and you can like stumble across little rocks, hopping from side to side. And that's the only way to navigate this, or you can risk just stepping off and and hoping that you have steady feet to get across. And and everybody wants the the sure way to do it. Everyone wants to be on those sturdy, strong rocks to get across because the objective is to get to the other side of the river or the, or, or the, the water, or whatever. And that's what we want because we want safety and security. We also have to trust ourselves that we're going to fall off, that we're going to be able to course correct. And knowing that you don't have to have all of this just totally down pat when we get started, it is the only thing that's going to give you that firm foundation. So, You know, putting the time in doing it is it's got to be there when these poor experiences come up. That is your opportunity to rewrite it. That's your place to say, oh, you know what? Instead of beating yourself up, instead of internalizing this, that you did something wrong, whether you did or whether you didn't, does it really matter? No, it's just another data point. So now take that opportunity. I, I tell people, you know, keep a sticky note of of the things that that make you tick and that th- and the things that tick you off. People ask me all the time, how do I write value? How do I do values? Like I know you talk about them all the time. How do we create values for ourselves? Well, How do I know what is a value? And it really is as simple as what makes you tick and what ticks you off. (laughs) You will learn so much about that. But as you're going through client relationships, as you're going through putting offers out there, like where, it's not where there is resistance, okay? I I wanna be clear. It's not, you're going to have resistance because we are super dynamic, right? We're interacting with humans, which are all faulty and very diverse and, and complex. So that's that's inevitable. I'm going to put that off to the side there. But when you come across things where there's just a lot of friction in your relationships, in your offer, in your business, in whatever, I tell people keep a sticky note and write those things down. What is rubbing you? What is t- or ticking you off? Like what is that? Don't do it in the moment because you're hot, you're fired up. Like you, you know, you've got your own path to go on here. But take that experience a week two weeks later, at the end of every month, look back at those things that have ticked you off. And now you're like, oh goodness, I'm actually really, really passionate about this. And I've got to do something. How can I take that data and incorporate it into my values so that I can protect myself from getting back in this same place again? And I think it seems like one of those things that, sounds good, but will you really do it? If you want ease and fulfillment in your work, yes, you will do it. You will prioritize it. This will be a repeated exercise that you do time and again, but, you know, staying, staying the course and being on this path is the way to freedom for you. And that word can mean a lot of things for us.
0: Yeah. I think there's, there's so much gold in what you just said. I mean, really those experiences, the the experiences that are less than ideal, they are simply a data point and we cannot make ourselves right or wrong, good or bad. Like that does no, no good, right? That's feed forward. And so, but then what do we do with that data? That's where it's, the moment where we choose to step into our CEO role or not, whether we take time to reflect and write down the sticky note, we look at our core values and say, how can I embody this or the opposite of this, right? How do I weave that in? For me, it was one of the pieces, my core values for a while, one of them was to own your own path. And that was really clear to me. It was really clear to my team, but I realized that that wasn't as clear crystallized as I would like it to be, especially after an experience where I invested in something very, very heavily that was a massive letdown. And where it was a massive letdown was the integrity piece for me. And I felt that this was not exemplifying that owning your own path piece because there was a lot of vanity, but behind the scenes of what you actually got, those things didn't match up. And so that for me was a massive rub massive. It was not about whether or not the person was successful or not. It was about how the success was happening and how there was a massive disconnect. And it bothered me immensely. And so then it was the choice of what do I do with this information instead of just be pissed off, right? Because that doesn't do anybody any good. And then, so how do I take this data point? And then it was like, okay, I want to make sure that people understand that I live and breathe integrity in life and business, that it's not one or the other, that it's like woven through. Because for me and the type of coaching I do in my business model, and I know you relate to that, even though our businesses are a separate energetic body, they still <laughs> bleed over. So no matter how good your boundaries are, all of the things like it's interwoven. So how do I make sure that that feels really good to me, that that's communicated well to my team, that's communicated well to my clients and that I'm living and breathing that. So. When Sunita, who, who went through your certification program, I've had the privilege of coaching with her. She's wonderful. She's helped me with my brand manifesto for years now. We did a revamp this year because I like to do that. So we took some of that data and re, we reworked that one of own your own path. And it is now integrity in work and life. So that those things are married. So it's not just integrity, like so that it's all together. And I could go on for days of all the examples of stories of where that motivation came from, but it doesn't matter. What matters is I took some things that were rubbing on me the wrong way, like you always say, and said, what can I do with this? So that it feels like there's in greater alignment. Mm -hmm. And so as part of my onboarding, like for my team members, I do a video that talks about these things so they can get that sense of, okay, I see what she means by this instead of these are words on a paper. Let's talk about that little piece. How can we really start to take these core values that we are learning to trust ourselves, put them down on paper? How do we now infuse this so that it starts to infiltrate beyond just us, right? Whether it's team or whether it's clients. Like what are a couple little tips around that?
1: Mm, this is really strong. Your core values are the base of your marketing message. If you do this work, this will be infused into it should be. It's the it truly becomes the base of your marketing message of all of your messaging. So if your messaging is representing the real you, then you're going to pull in and call in the right kind of clients this trickles into your team because your team is buying your brand. They may or may not be working with you, but they are buying into your brand. Well, your brand is built off of, should be built. If you do this work, it's going to be built off of your values as well. So when I say it's the base of everything, yes, it's the base of you, but your business is an expression of you. So this, these these values, I use the word, so legacy is the reason I started my business. It's It was the reason of, for me taking this leap, and it was what legacy means to you, to me, does not have to mean the same to you, right? But for me, legacy, I wanted to build, I want to build a life that a business is a part of to where I can live a legacy life. Now, my legacy life is different than everybody else's, but that's a message. That is something that you see in all of, in everything. People associate me with the word legacy. They've come back and have said, hey, have you ever considered They'll come to me unasked. They will come to me and say, "Hey, have you ever considered changing your podcast name to da 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 with legacy in it?" Because they hear it all the time. They know that that is something that is so important to me. So by default, my team is very boundaryed about the things that are going to help lead them to legacy, whatever that means for them. And I value it and I appreciate it in them, even if it's a different life or lifestyle than me. Our clients super legacy. Led like they are led, and they are on fire for their legacy. And it's it's because it started with me. I took the time to capture it, to know it was important, and then it's disseminated in everything that we do. But the, I mean, that will truly become an expression of you when when you incorporate it into your messaging. But you have to identify it first. If you don't do that, this is why we get the wrong clients. This is why we build the wrong kind of business. This is why we want to quote unquote burn it down because. We're not in alignment with who we truly are. We never take the time to get, to spend the time to get to know it. And second of all, to to pull it together and to claim it, if you will. Once we claim it, then it's easy to incorporate into the messaging. So whether that's your website, whether I'm seeing more and more websites today, Melissa, that have a tab, you know, I remember when I was starting with my, with my business, almost a decade ago, which does make me want to gulp, (laughs) but almost 10 years ago, where you would have like five tabs on a website. I have recently seen tabs that just say value company values. Like Mm -hmm. I do see that this work is being prioritized and and valued, no pun intended. And I mean, people are putting pages on their website, on their about pages, they're including what their values are so that they can pull in people that that align to them. Because we know that that's where we find people that we really enjoy. The people that we're like, goodness gracious, this is so my person. It's a joy to wake up on Monday morning to serve this client, their mission, etc. because we're saint. And when hardship comes up in my life or hardship comes up in this business, we're both gonna value one another. It's not gonna be this source of, Having to hide or fake or or miss or or ghost, <laughs> we can go down that path too. When you have felt those feelings of, oh my goodness, what do I do? Where do I go? I wish I could just jump ship and get out of this. It's because you can't have those honest, authentic conversations. Those are always built on a values
0: alignment. I'm like just nodding my head. It's there are two things. If I could just choose two things for every single woman who is an entrepreneur and truly desires to create a business that feels good and allows for greater ease in terms of growth, two things. It's the the values piece and really putting work into that. And then the second piece is knowing more about who you are as an individual, as a leader, because that is going to change everything as well. And when I say change, it's going to change how you make decisions. It's going to change how you are craving more alignment and what is for for you and what isn't. It's going to help identify the mindset work that needs to be done. It's going to help identify why this particular marketing strategy is exciting to you. And this one, you'd rather literally set your hair on fire, right? When we know ourselves more, we can also understand why I love doing This work, and I hate project management or whatever the thing might be. Mm -hmm. So it's not about having to have a billion more skills or all the new fancy strategies or whatever. That will all come. You will be more empowered to know this is for me and this isn't. I desire this. I want this with a place of true knowing instead of out of FOMO. If you go back to these foundational pieces, and that's a big piece of why you know this year we have shifted in terms of what the focus is with this podcast, it's not that the content is greatly different, but I want to shout it louder in terms of embracing that CEO role because all the other things are going to fall into place with much greater ease, right? I love it when I see people decide that they are going to invest in something because it is aligned with them. They know instead of, oh, I'm seeing everybody else do it, which I'm raising both hands Mm -hmm. and saying, I've been there. I've been on both sides of this coin. And I... Very, very much prefer the side where I'm on now and will continue to hang out here and continue to do this work. I look at my values on a regular basis. When hard situations come up, I look at them. And that might sound like, Do you really? Yes, I really do. Because sometimes hard things paralyze us, right? And we're sitting there and we don't know what to do. And we go into these places where we're conditioned to not want to hurt people's feelings or we want to ghost them or we want to avoid or we want to be confrontational. And we don't actually know what's causing the rub or the emotions. And so when it's in the moment, I do find that going back to this and looking at what I stand for. I mean, it's yeah. my, it's my roadmap. It's my compass. It's really freaking helpful.
1: Yeah. I, I have two things that have come in my head as re- as well. My team will pull me back sometimes when I get emotional about a situation. It, this recently happened, but one of my values is we believe that most people are good. Mm. I do. And I deeply believe that it's something that I feel has always been a little different about me. I'm, I'm really, I I'm open to people doing and being them, whatever that looks like for them. I I don't have an easy compass of what's right. And what's wrong. I just, I'm just proud of them. And I do believe that most people are good. They genuinely are good. And it is so easy in this world to point fingers and a lot of assumptions around all the bad things that are happening and, and oh, this generation and blah, 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 right. I just, I deeply believe that most people are good. If I look at all the people that I get to interact with on a weekly, monthly, annual basis, a lot of good freaking people, like so few bad seeds in all, in this big pond of wonderful humans that To me, it backs it up. And recently we had a a situation, a payment situation on our team that they had brought to me. And of course, in that moment, I'm ticked. I'm I'm pissed. I'm like, I'm frustrated, I'm emotional. I'm like, how dare they? And I mean, I was fired up. (laughs) And that was the emotional response that I had that day. And my because we have these values built into this business, and I hire people who understand. And embrace these they may not be their exact value set, but they appreciate these values. One of the gals in our company came to me and said, Natalie, you remember, remember, most people are good. And it was like a gut punch. And I was like, you're darn straight. Yes. Yes. Give me a minute. to be a little rat (laughs) and to be a frustrated, (laughs) frustrated adult. But yes, you're right. I do believe that most people are good and Mm -hmm. it changed everything. And I loved, I mean, I hope that that's an expression of how when you build a business off of values, I hire people who understand this value set. They're encouraged. They're empowered to come to me and say, Nat, wait, 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 before you go there, understand that this is, remember, this is who you are. Don't let the emotions, like don't make any decisions just a second. Like you don't need to go crazy right now. Give yourself a minute, but remember most people are good. Like you teach this. Most people are good. I was like, that is so powerful. I'm so grateful that I took the time to share that with people and that I have people on this team who will tell me that, who will remind me of that because I know me, I am someone, I would, I would sit in that, in that hamster wheel for a day. I'd probably boxer you and be like, goodness gracious, can you believe this? Instead, we get to connect on a much different note of, you know, opportunity and positive, you know, being, you know, from a positive place versus a reactive disgruntled space. So that, that's one thing. Another story, we're probably close to closing now, but when I was working, doing a lot of client work, and I had a variety of clients at this time, it was early in my business. I raising my hand right here was not, I needed money. We, I was taking on clients. I should not have taken on. I was, I was doing all the things that you should not do out of desperation. So that's never a place to get the most aligned work. But after having so many clients, I remember thinking, wow. What is it about the clients I love showing up for and what is it about the clients that I just that are just draining me? I would do anything to get rid of these clients. They are not good for me. And one day sitting right here in this office, I had one of the most the biggest ahas I have had in business and I was like, "Wow. These two desire fame. All of these people over here desire impact. They're all going to say that they desire impact, but When you really look at it and being behind the scenes and working in the capacity that I worked with clients on, you got to see their true colors. I got to see, you know, the engine behind the engine. And these women, these two gals that I was working for that desired fame, I love them deeply. They are still very, very, very good friends of mine. They did business different because they were motivated by fame. So their entire business model looked very, very, it was out of alignment with me. I'm an impact. I'm a service, a truly service-oriented human being, not business owner, human being. And so when I was supporting people who desire something different, who desire glitz, tons of money, the mechanism in which they showed, their business showed up was so unstable for me because that's where you start to get what we call like bro marketing and another example of this, when you, when you desire fame, when this, these two women, two different businesses, different models, et cetera, but this was what they wanted. They, they wanted fame. They, one of them wanted to be the next Oprah, right? They wanted, and nothing against Oprah, but they wanted, they wanted to be in the headlines. They, that's who they, that's who that their desire. And they're not wrong for that desire. That is a perfectly fine desire, They just need a different kind of operator to support that because I felt way, way, way out of alignment because they would build things before they had the systems to deliver them. And so anyway, this is a much bigger story, but that impact over fame became a value for me. I wanted to make sure that the people I pulled in, from a team perspective, from a client perspective, valued the same thing because the fame was not working for me at all. Supporting those people felt incredibly difficult, laborious. I mean, I just felt like I was working all the time and it was not work that that really fulfilled me because they were calling in clients that were much different than me too. So I could give you a lot of examples of why values are so powerful and all of them lead back to the results of them of spending the time to do this knowing you're not going to get it right from the very beginning is ease and fulfillment. And I believe, especially as females and, and honestly humans, we want that at the end of our day, I want to look back in the rear view mirror, connect these beautiful dots and say, wow, I continued to progress. And I did things I showed up as, as my next best self. And I served people in a way, the right people in a way that always felt really good. Values to me are they're everything, and they even in raising kids. I promise you at the beginning of this, we were going to keep this as a professional conversation, but from a personal perspective, I teach my kids this all the time. We were just this weekend. One of my children, teenagers, and one of them was just annoyed at a friend, and she was just like, "Oh goodness gracious! Like, why was I ever even friends with her?" And I told her they don't want to hear about values work either, but. but I was like, you know, you have your set of values and she has hers. And over time, you're going to be able to look at her and say, she's not wrong. And I'm not right. We're just not right for each other. And you have different, you're valuing different things at this point in your life. You may value the same things later on, but right now that's how, you know, she's not right for you. So as you go to make another friendship, now you have that additional data point to say, okay, This is what I like and this is what I don't like, or this is what I trust and this is what I don't trust. And so values, I mean, just one other example of how values can really transcend personal and professional and, and the work is so, so important.
0: Oh, I love all those stories. I could just hear these types of stories all day long because it's like, mm mm-hmm, yep. Absolutely. This work has to come first. And so one little thing that I want to leave you all with is if you're still feeling like I've tried to do my values, it's hard for me to do it. Make that a priority to invest in somebody to help you with that. I... Was not good at doing it myself. And my goodness, I am a strategist through and through. I know the value of this work. It was not the best use of my time to try and figure out my own. I can sit across the table from somebody else and extract that information. But a lot of times, doing this work for yourself is way harder than it is for doing it with someone else. So make that part of your plan put it, if you're listening to this right now, as we're wrapping up Q1, put that on for Q3, that you are going to invest in somebody to help you map out your values. You're going to do the work and start to express that. But sometimes just having somebody on the other end to kind of zhuzh it up a little bit and be like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to articulate is really, really helpful. And if you don't know who that is, You're in luck because we have a lot of people that we can refer to you from Natalie's network of of individuals who do this work for other people. So try it on your own. If it is like stifling, you still have to get it done. That's what I, like that's the message (laughs) I'm trying to put out there. You don't get to get off the hook just because it's hard. There are ways that you can get help because CEOs also ask for help. So if this is not your thing, then we'll find you somebody that can help. it still come to life. Yes, I agree.
1: We and to add on to that, we have a downloadable, you can get it at theopsauthority.com forward slash mission. And it's a workbook. So again, it's going to take you doing this work. And I agree, Melissa, a lot of times you need a partner to help you do this. So whether it's a peer, but this this will give you some prompts to start asking the questions of that, that are behind that help you to extract that mission vision and values. And then as I alluded to earlier, those sticky notes of what makes you tick and what ticks you off. that's that is a great way to get started once you become interested in this. That's a wh- great way to start pulling in those you know circumstances and experiences and then of course working with somebody with that dedicated time is is going to be valuable too.
0: Awesome. Nat, thank you so much for just being so candid with all of your information and stories. I mean, like you see how this comes out, right? It's just being willing to embrace what you stand for and part of what. I think we both stand for is sharing knowledge to create more opportunities for other people. And I really, really, really hope you will take this podcast today and use it as motivation to either start creating your core values or to go back and look at your core values and see how you can further define them and articulate them. But if nothing else, I mean, Natalie said it, 77 different ways. Like this is the base of your marketing message. And if you have a business, you have to be marketing. (laughs) So there's like absolutely no way that you can continue to grow something that is aligned and empowering without doing this work. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will have links in the show notes. If you're not already following Natalie on social media, please do that. She also has a wonderful Facebook group that you can join and, you know, just get some great information and network and build community and rapport with other service providers. And also, if this is the first time hearing about the Director of Operations Certification, we will have links to that as well, because I'm telling you, like, it is the program if you are a service provider and you're thinking, wow, operations is my jam. And I want to continue to embrace that next level of, of my business in that sense. You want to check it out. Thank you, my friends. Such Thank a pleasure you. having you.
1: Thank you for having me too
0: as always, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. It was truly a pleasure to spend time with you. If you're not already part of our free community on Facebook, please join me inside of the up-level lounge. You can also check out melissafroelich.com or follow along on Instagram, melissafroelich underscore biz to find out the most current ways that I can support you in stepping further into your CEO role right now.